when I was a kid, I wanted to do everything. And now I make music. Hi, I'm Ben Hanani. Welcome to How Do You Do, a podcast featuring creative guests sharing the nuances of their process. Just a quick reminder to subscribe, rate, and review the show on Apple Podcasts is the most helpful thing you can do for the podcast. My guest today is Jonathan Kiros, who makes music and performs under the name Jono. Jono is a recording artist and songwriter with a passion for a wide, eclectic range of genres. He grew up writing plays and scripts before making his own music. Without further ado, welcome to the pod, Jono. Hey, how's it going? I'm, I'm good, man. Thank you. Glad, glad to have you on. And I'm curious, like, how did you, how did you find yourself more drawn to music than plays and scripts? So yeah, uh, it's funny. A lot of people. Um, didn't know but I basically I, I've always been for my whole life a big movie lover um, and I think that has to do with my my family just like having uh, weekly like movie nights um, and so yeah I started writing scripts for my for for my middle school play and they accepted it and used it um, but I just I just I don't know there was something about music that just drew me to it um, on, a, on a much stronger level and uh, so I started going with that. Nice. And then what was your first experience actually like putting together your own beats and putting together your own songwriting and creating a song? So when in 2003, in 2003, I um, heard a 50 Cent song on the radio. Uh, I think it was PIMP 50 Cent. And I didn't know what that meant. I just thought it just sounded amazing. And so I asked my mom if I could get the album. Um, and she said, no, obviously, you know. And <clears throat> so I had an older brother, thank God. And he limewired the, um, the project for me. And I started writing every single word down. Um, and then I tried to take some of those words and use them in my own thing. So that was probably my first experience, like, writing. Um, but as far as, like, uh, producing an actual song for myself that would probably have to be when I was 13 years old we probably made our first actual song where we constructed the beat and and uh you know wrote the lyrics from scratch with no 50 cents <laughs> <laughs> and when you were making beats as a 13 year old was that something like because I, I I had fun with garage band when we were right, younger right but was it was it more of a garage band thing or were you like actually in a studio making beats there <laughs> no so so i i i never really started with the intention of making it super serious but i was lucky that a friend of a friend owned not owned he had a home studio like a legit home studio his dad was um is like a uh he scores uh he does scores for movies so he had like a legit studio in his house and he was like yeah do you want to just come over and like try it like and I was like, sure. So it was, it happened, the first time happened to be in a very legit studio, which is ironic because nowadays we just make music in our bedroom. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm wondering, like, you've been doing this since 13. 
has your process, how has your process changed since age 13? Or have you found like a lot of things have stayed consistent creatively for you? I would say um, a lot of things have stayed the same. Um, it's like sharpening a knife, you know, you just, you, it basically, I've, I've always been told that um, the, the most important thing for me to succeed is, is to hone my craft and, you know, really become a master at it. Um, and I, I take a lot of pride in writing. And so I think just the more that I've been able to write, it's not that I'm doing anything different. I think just writing more and more and more and more and more and more and every single day, uh, you get better. And uh, I think I've gotten to a place where I'm pretty, pretty confident in my abilities. Um, but the process hasn't changed so much, except for it's just quicker now. Yeah. So what is it like if I were to shadow you while you mm -hmm. were writing a song, what would I see? Would you be <laughs> writing it like by hand on a notebook or what does it look like? It looks it looks different every single day. Um, me and my friend Bishab, we have one way of doing it. Me and uh, Bosque or Aria have another way of doing it. Um, making music with my friend Nicola, we have another way of doing it. So like, it really is, is just case by case basis. It's a big feeling thing for me. Um, but it's either writing on my phone um, or freestyling um, on just live like we'll we'll produce a beat and then i'll just have something in my head and i'll go bar by bar reselling it so i'll say one bar and then i'll be like okay, stop and then i'll think of the next one and i'll just keep it like it'll it'll go like that um very very different but it's all at this point now like just under the umbrella of writing for me so it's it's a quick process you would probably be very um you'd be very bored very bored but, but for a short amount of time Right. And I think it's cool that you have a unique process depending on who you're working with. And one thing I really like about your music is you have this ability to collaborate really well with other artists. Yeah. So, when I, you know, when we had Nikolai on the podcast, he talked about when he's meeting with an artist in his capacity as a photographer, mm -hmm. he just tries to get to know them. And that's something that's helpful to him, like outside of music, just like, hey, what are you into? What do you like to do for fun? That kind of thing. Yeah. And I'm wondering, like, when you are approaching another artist or another artist is approaching you to collaborate what's going through your head in terms of figuring out like yeah we're on the same wavelength um it's it's also different per it's a case-by-case -case basis right so if i'm working like like when i started working with nicolai for example uh that started as the most random random thing we had just made the song numb and uh, Aria was like, hey, I think my friend Nikolai would be a great person to shoot the cover and the music video. So I went over to his house and uh, instead of talking about the video, we actually just had a three hour conversation about life. And from that moment, I realized I was like, okay, this isn't just somebody that I'm gonna work with. Like, this is gonna be a really close friend of mine. And it made it so much easier to collaborate with him. Um, and I think that's the case with everybody that I collab with frequently. I feel like we're all really good. We became really good friends um, starting with music. And it just like you just when you're in a room with somebody, you could feel what kind of energy it's going to be. And uh, we've all just become very like a unit. And we all want to go. We all want the same things. And um, we're all rooting for each other. Um, and I think that makes it easy to collaborate with people who want you to win and people that you want for them to win. Yeah. And 
you mentioned Numb a moment ago. Numb is one of my favorite songs of yours. So I'm curious. Yeah. I always like to ask people about a specific project they've done and to walk me through the process for that. So mm -hmm. for fans of yours who absolutely love Numb, take me through like the inception of that idea and then sitting down to write it and then actually making it. Right. So I had just met Aria um, or Bosque and um, we were in the studio. We were listening to music. Um, so mine and Aria's process together is basically we'll go through Spotify and he'll be like, oh, have you heard this song? And I'll be like, no, this is really cool, but have you heard this song? And then we'll just go back and forth, not even like in a creative space. Um, and we usually just get like deep, maybe like 15 songs deep into that. And then Aria will pull up his Ableton, he'll start producing. Um, and I think it was about 15 minutes into him producing, I was like, the song's done. I was like, all right, it's, it's written, it's over. I record it. So we probably finished Numb in about, in about an hour. In about an hour, Numb was done. Wow. done um, and we decided, yeah, let's keep going. And that was our, that was like really our, that was our second song that we'd ever made together. And when you went into, you know, that session or whatever you want to call it, did you go in with the intention of let's crank out a song today? Or was it more so like, let's kick it. And if, if an idea comes, an idea comes. I think, I think it was definitely let's kick it. We wanted to make music, but we never, yeah. we, I don't think we ever go into it. Actually, you know, more recently we, we might. Um, but I think back then it was more like, let's hang, let's vibe, let's see what happens. Um, and that was just a, that was a great non-stressful time, you know? Um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of writing that I've been doing recently that, um, I've been writing for other people that it, it's a little bit more like everything's time sensitive, you know, this has, this has money involved, this has, and with me and Aria, it's more like we're kicking it and we're just cranking out music. Yeah. So that's interesting you're, that you're writing for music. You're writing music for other artists as well. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm in TV writing. So, so much of TV writing is you have to write in your showrunner's voice. Right. Right. So I think that's a fascinating exercise. So on the music side, I'm curious, like, how do you get good at writing for somebody else's voice? It's a process. That has been probably the toughest part of my 2020. I won't lie to you. In the toughest part of and I and I like I said I'm very confident in my songwriting ability but uh, I also just have and it's probably a personal thing but I have this this strong want for the truth and that sounds very like weird but I really like whether it's your truth or my truth and whether it's a party song whether it's, it just I just want things to be authentic um, so it's tough getting in a room with somebody and, uh, you know, especially if they're not really having a much input, um, it's kind of yeah. tough to get in, get into their head. I could see them and how they live and I've gotten better, but I could see them, how they live. I could hang out with them for a day and try and write a song. Um, and you know, they've came, they've came out great so far, but it's definitely been, been more tough to do that. I, I probably prefer to, um, make songs and then just give them to people rather than be in yeah. a room with somebody um i feel like that's a lot easier but as you could as you probably know for the for tv writing it's it's, it's a process yeah so have you found generally speaking because i imagine every song is a little different have you found when you're writing for other people that they're approaching you with some idea or they just come to you and say hey i like other 
other you know songs you've written can you write something good for me yeah it's um it's a mix it's a mix some people have had recently that just hey whatever you think is good whatever you think is going to be a, a hit whatever you think is this can we make something that sounds like this song that's on the radio can we make something that's yeah and i'm like okay um i've been <laughs> i've been yeah i've wrote probably every single genre that you could think of um maybe maybe besides like country music but uh soon <laughs> soon i'm sure yeah what do you think has helped you get good at different genres because i i know of songwriters who can go very niche or focus on one genre and go mm-hmm. very deep and i think that's awesome i think there's a separate skill set that's what you're doing which is being able to go across like something i really admire about jimmy iovine is like he worked with Dr. Dre, but also yeah. artists that are completely different from Dr. Dre. Lady Gaga, yeah, of course. Exactly. Jimmy Iovine is, yeah. Is, that's and I think that I think wanting um, my heroes, like the people that I look up to, I think are uh, are people who are able to cross genres and people who have had success in a bunch of different spaces. And like I said in the very beginning, I think when I was a kid, the ease of best way to put it is that I wanted to do everything. So. I was really into movies, but I was also really into music. And I was also really into, weirdly enough, like science or like, I was just, I wanted to, I always am that, that person. So in every space that I touch, I would love to, um, you know, leave a, leave a footprint on everything. Um, and I think just having an appreciation for, for all of the different genres that I've been able to write. Um, and in my free time, I really listen to like, like I could go, like I lit, like my playlist is like I can go from like Carrie Underwood to like System of a Down to like then go to like some like Ozuna or like you know obviously like a Drake or or whoever, but it's very very different. Yeah, and going back to your own music for a moment, for example, you you make numb in an hour, which is really impressive, <laughs> and then do you immediately decide I need to release this as a single or is there another is there thoughts about like let's hold off like how do you decide this is ready to be released on its own so like i said uh that was very beginning stages of hey i want to do this professionally right so i've been making this for a long time but now it's like hey we want to make this a business and we want to um spread our our music as to as many people as possible um so we were let's be strategic about it because we had before made music and then just put it out the same day and there's no promotion and there's no marketing but you really learn and numb was a great starting ground because you really learn that music is at least the music business is very little music and very much everything else (laughs) Mm, yeah so we definitely decided to be strategic with numb um we made it probably six months before we put it out, um, got the whole video shot, got the uh, uh, album cover done and had our promotion lined up for Spotify playlisting and just learned a lot. Um, so definitely, yeah, it, it, as quick as it was to make that song, it was a long waiting game. But I did know once I made it that this song needs to be released for sure. Yeah. And that's interesting, too, is like the creative process of somewhat adapting this thing you've created as a song in one medium and then translating that to a music video. What's that process like? What are you thinking about when you're making that transition? Yeah, um, I've tried myself for sure on just like 
I mean, I pride myself on, on being very creative, thinking outside the box. Um, so when I met Nikolai, it was, it was like a breath of fresh air. It was like, somebody gets me. Um, yeah. And we had decided that we don't want to make like normal music videos. Uh, and we thought, okay, for the cover, we like we like the idea of numb. It's kind of a maybe like more of a party song, numb as in maybe drugs, alcohol, whatever you want to consider numb being. Um, but we said, what is numb? Like we looked, we literally looked up the definition and we decided that we wanted to go with cold for the cover. So, yeah. so we drove up to Big Bear one more. I, I picked Nikolai up at six in the morning. We drove to Big Bear. Uh, took a couple of photos in the snow where I was just wearing a fur coat and nothing else. Uh, so we were there for about 30 minutes and left and went back home and that was the cover. Um, oh my God. And then same with the video, we decided like, how can we, how can we just take the word numb and make it something completely uh, relevant to the actual meaning of the word, but also different than what the content was. Yeah. And in the case of that song, what was the idea you started with even just creatively? Like when you were going to write that song, what was, what was the impetus? What was the inspiration that struck you where it's like, Oh, let me build off of this. Um, the truth with that song is that it, it, it really started with the melody first. Right. So I, I was hearing the beat and I just go, and then I just kind of, I filled, I filled the words in based off, basically my idea of like what was kind of my life at the time this is obviously way pre-covid um i was definitely on not in a fun a bad way but i was definitely on a like out every night every weekend um i was in that space um so i was just it just like kind of just came to me so that makes me think like do you find that often you start with a beat and then fill in with your songwriting or start with songwriting and then find a beat to match? Or is it a bit of both? It's a bit of both. Um, typically, and this goes back to like who you're working with, I've found success with, um, with Aria to write the song um, and then he built, he'll build a beat around it or we'll both produce around it or, or however that goes. Um, and I've gotten my, I'm, I've become a little picky about um, certain things. So, you know, he's physically beat making and I'm like, well, this sounds good. This doesn't sound good. This doesn't sound good. So that's like a process that me and Aria work really well together with. Um, somebody like DSAB, we like to produce and I'll write while he's producing. Um, um, and it just kind of comes together at the same time where we'll finish and then we'll record it and it'll be done interesting yeah and then real quick going back to numb and just like your portrayal like how how you craft your your image as an artist i think in music is especially important Agreed. um right so like what's what's going through your mind generally speaking when you're thinking about an album cover or the cover of a single or music videos on a more general level like what how do you think about how does this fit into my narrative as an artist right um Personally, I, basically back to like wanting to do everything, I think 
my narrative as an artist is just the narrative really that I'm trying to get across is that like this is like I want to I want to get across that this is authentic I want to get across that this is truthful I want to get across that this is this is what Jono is this is who Jono is and I think for that reason and shout out to Nikolai because uh, without him we wouldn't have really had this theme going but he he thought it would be cool if we just kept every single cover uh, we wanted to instead of doing like art quote unquote we wanted to do pictures and especially like pictures of my face uh, pictures of my body in different situations so like if you look at my spotify and you look, go down the list for the most part you're going to see a picture of my face as the cover or a picture of me like numb in the snow or you know dead and gone i'm like throwing up blood uh with so many you know different examples but yeah yeah and then i think part of part of communicating your narrative as an artist on top of the recording and the albums is actually live performances which hopefully god knows when but hopefully one day very soon that becomes a more common thing again but when you know pre-covid when you were doing live shows Mm -hmm. what was the prep like for live shows Prep for live shows is basically if it's a one-off show, um, what we'll do is we'll rent a rehearsal space. Um, for probably probably three to four days, um, we'll go over set lists. I'm always like even to this day. Like I think last night I was even rearranging set lists based off like what is out and what I hope to be out by the time that we're able to go back to live shows. Um, so I'm always working on like set lists and, um, you know, depending on the venue and depending on the size of the audience, you know, how the show is going to go. It's one of my favorite things. I think live performing is, is, is my, that's where I'm in my element. It's a, it's a blackout, you know, like it's, it's just, you, you think it, it went by this quick and, you, you almost don't remember what happened. Luckily, there's like video footage and stuff, but you almost don't remember it. And it just, uh, it's a beautiful, like blissful feeling. Um, so yeah, basically just rehearsal studio, get in with my DJ, get in with, uh, if there's going to be live instruments, get all that set up and uh, practice, go through the set list and be ready to perform. So game day, day of the show mm-hmm. comes around what's what are you actually doing that day do you have like a nap that you like a pre-show nap or what 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 does that day look like for you um that day looks like a lot of uh panic um (laughs) i played sports growing up my whole life and it was it was really the same honestly it was a lot of okay it's game day game day like okay i hope this goes well i hope this goes well um but once you i typically my ritual would be um recently it's been to take one shot with my mom backstage um my mom does not drink alcohol but she will always take a shot with me before performance to like (laughs) loosen up my nerves and then i go out on stage and and i do it there's nothing really like set every single time except for maybe just a couple minutes 10 minutes of quiet time before i go on um and like i said that that pre-show shot with usually my mom and, and my whole my whole uh, team or friend group or whoever it is. I'm just wondering, like when you're doing the order for your set list, mm-hmm. 
Is it pretty much one for one with the order off an album if you're performing an album? Or is it a completely different method you're using to order the album versus the set list for a live show? Completely different. Uh, it, it's completely different because basically you're wanting to, depending on how your album is laid out, obviously, but for the most part, I would say it's completely different. Um, for show, you're wanting to take, at least me, Sorry, I can only speak for myself, but I'm wanting to take the audience on some kind of a journey, right? Um, same as an album, but there's a lot, the live element creates so much um, opportunity for increased energy. Um, so you want to either, you know, ramp it. You want to, it's, it's, if my sing, if my lead single is my biggest song off this album, um, and it's maybe thir at the third slot in the album, I might, I, I'm going to play that last. You know, I'm going to end my show on the biggest song, typically. Right. Um, so, yeah, and I might go into um, mid-show, uh, like, I might slow it down mid-show. I might start really hype, slow it down mid-show, um, get a little bit more acoustic, uh, play the piano, maybe do a cover, um, slow it down a little bit, give, give the people the time to, like, actually hear and listen rather than just jumping around and um, doing stuff, which is a lot of fun also. Um, and then we go back into that, you know? So it's just, it just depends on what journey you want to take your audience on. And then, so when you're in the studio working on an album, how do you, what's the rationale when you're coming up with the order for an album? Um, similar, similar, but you, for me personally, like I said, I can only speak for myself. I always want to take, I want to tell the story, right? So rather than it be about energy and jump and this and that, it's more so what story am I telling? So if 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 the story is a boy who crossed the street, the first song is, is going to be about where he started. Maybe the third song is going to be why he's crossing the street, why he wants to even cross the street, you know? Finally, you're going to get to the climax and he crosses the street. And then the last song is going to be the conclusion of like, okay, how did it feel to cross the street? Um, that's kind of how I go about it. I, I, I mm, yeah. my, my previous project, I think I wrote every song in order before there was ever any music to it. So I wrote the story and then made the music that way. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. So when you when you were going into your album, do you start with a with a, a big idea and then build songs from that main idea, or do you kind of you kind of have this collection of ideas and then down the line you figure out a way what what the connective tissue is? So far, it's been pretty. It's been pretty like I've had one idea, one concept for a project. Um, and then that's the theme, and then I go off of that, and then the story is based around that theme, uh, and I and I write it out. And the theme, I'm just curious, the theme is like, because you probably have a bunch of ideas. How do you decide, like, oh, this this has the distance to go, you know, an album, an versus, album like, versus this is a cool single. idea, but this is a song level right. idea, yeah. Right. So, um, that's a great question, honestly. I think, I think for the most part. Um, if if an idea is is even big enough for a song um there's enough ways to say it that it could be an out I, I just don't i don't see a limit really on 
on ideas um, because I don't know. I think I think if you told me uh, if I asked you how your day was and you said you went nah, nothing, I just went to the store and I came back home. Like there's enough points in between your day that if I just asked enough questions, I could get a full album. You know what I mean? I could I could make a song about you just saying I went to the store and I went home. But I think there's enough in any circumstance to get there. So I think it's just how much do you like the idea? How much do you know about that idea? How much are you willing to share about that idea, really? So it kind of makes me think of like stand-up comics. They ha- they'll have an idea and then they'll immediately like r- journal it or write it in their phone and they'll go on set and perform it. Mm-hmm. Do you find you have a similar process where it's like you do a little self-reflection and it's like, oh, that's, that's something that resonates with me. Let me let me try to build off that. Yeah. Is that a similar process for you? Absolutely. I think um, I go through my day. I probably write in my phone. I probably have twenty new notes a day, twenty new like ideas. And sometimes it's literally just I'll be on the phone with somebody and they'll say something, and I'll be like, "Say that again." They'll tell me, and then I'll <laughs> and I'll I'll just write that down, and I'll be like, "That's cool. That's a cool idea. It's good to have ammo." Uh, I, I, I'm a big interview nerd, so I uh, saw an interview with Eminem where he was talking about something similar, where he just goes through the day and he just says, uh, you know, glass, grass, and he'll just he'll just write it down, and he just calls it stacking ammo. So I, I feel like I go through that kind of process as well, where I just stack oh, ammo, um, whether it's for something that I know is going to be this idea or if it just sounds cool um i definitely am I'm going through the day writing it down and getting ready to use it in the studio later that night so it's it's admirable that you have this consistent songwriting practice which i find really impressive i'm wondering vocally do you have rituals you do just to stay in check vocally do you like have a vocal coach or how does it work where you make sure like vocally you're on your a game as well yeah so i'm that's that's been something that i've wanted to get better at right for the last year um i wouldn't consider myself a great singer but i consider myself a hard worker and i think i've gotten so much better from a year ago today even um i have songs that i can hear myself singing and i'm like wow that was just that was just a little shaky. Um, and now, yeah, my ritual is basically if, if I can, um, or if I know I'm for sure singing today, rather as opposed to rapping, um, I'll for sure go through my whole vocal exercises. I had a vocal coach at one point, um, and after COVID, I, I, I haven't really kept up with it, but I've kept up with all the, uh, the practice of it, I guess. Um, Cause yeah, there's a lot of exercises that anybody could do to become a great singer, honestly. And it's a lot of breathing, a lot of, um, you know, not smoking or, you know, keep just taking care of your, of your body, honestly. Yeah. I'm curious, like, are there any even specifically like foods or anything where there, cause I remember, I think I was in fourth or fifth grade or something and I tried out for the talent show. It didn't get in, but I remember it was fun. Cause I, I did have a vocal coach to learn this yeah. one song and she was like, don't have dairy, dairy three hours before. Dairy is the biggest thing that I've heard. <laughs> dairy gets, yeah. gets gets nice and stuck on your vocal cords. Um, I don't know many more. Obviously, my vocal cords would never would love it if I never smoked anything in my whole entire life, right? <laughs> but um, 
yeah, I think uh, on the opposite end of that, obviously, like having tea, lemon, honey, um, things like that are always good. Anything warm. Uh, if, you, if you realize you sing better in the shower, um, yeah. that warmth is really good for your vocal cords. So anything really that's going to warm you up um, is the way to go creatively is there anything like if you're if you're kind of stuck or you haven't really been able to to get an idea on paper or on your phone is there anything you like to come back to or any sources of inspiration that have tend to have an effect of getting you going again yes anything kid cuddy anything frank ocean um and i also love like i said i love movies so i'll watch like something confusing like i'll go watch like inception or something and I'll just like get my mind to think of something else um, because yeah, I think, I think I'm at my best when everything's natural and comes calm and easy and I don't have to force it. So sometimes just getting away from it um, is, is the best medicine. Um, but if I, yeah, if I want a quick fix, I'll typically go watch a movie um, or just listen to Kid Cudi just for listening pleasure or go listen to Frank Ocean just for listening pleasure. If there's someone who's listening to this right now and is very passionate to do something similar to what you're doing, mm -hmm. but you know, could use a little guidance, could, could uh, use some help as to how to start. Mm -hmm. What advice do you have somebody for, what do you, sorry, what advice do you have for somebody who's, who's at the beginning of their journey and not quite sure how to proceed? Uh, I would say my biggest advice to you would be don't worry about doing it right. Just do it. You have to start somewhere. We all started. I, I've had songs that are no longer on the internet that not that they weren't good. I just, I've gotten so much better. It's like, you have to, but you have to put yourself out there. You have to start somewhere. Um, and yeah, don't be, don't, don't be afraid to just get started. That would be my biggest advice really for anybody that's doing anything. Awesome. I feel like Nikolai said the same thing, which is awesome. <laughs> Did he? That's too funny. Yeah. <laughs> That's too uh, funny. Yeah. So we'll, we'll wind down with uh, with some rapid fire questions. Firstly, yeah. what's an app that you can't live without? Twitter. DoorDash also. Who would, yeah. <laughs> Who would you like to play you in a movie about your life? Wow. Uh, myself. If you could wake up tomorrow having gained one skill or ability, what would it be? I could wake up tomorrow gaining one skill or ability. Could it be a supernatural ability? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> okay, I would say being able to fly, for sure. Okay. Cool. <laughs> I woke up where, I was able to where's fly. a Yeah, where's a place you haven't been to yet that you hope to visit? Japan. What's a song you like to jam to right now? I'm good by Jono. Hey, <laughs> my, newest, go. my newest song. Yeah, I love it. It's, it's, yeah, I found replay. There's one last substantial question I do want to ask you is throughout COVID, has there been anything creatively in your process you've discovered that works well for you that maybe, you know, wasn't on your radar before all this? Um, yes, I used to, I used to be okay with and I'm still okay with it. I'm, I used to um, think it was a cool thing to have a bunch of people watching my creative process in the studio, which is fine. But I realized how much more, how more, eh, sorry. I realized how more efficient I was when I'm by myself 
uh, or just me and DSAB or just me and Aria, et cetera, et cetera. Awesome. That's yeah. awesome. And then where can people find your work and follow you on social media? Uh, anywhere that you stream music, Apple Music, Spotify, um, just under Jono. Perfect. And then if anyone's curious about the podcast, you can check us out at HDYDPod or HDYDPod.com. Thank you so much, dude. It's been a real treat to hear about your process. Of course, man. I, I love the questions. I appreciate you having me on.